You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I am Dustin Gold of the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Payne.tv slash gold. This is hilarious, folks. It sounds like the setup to a really crazy joke. The only thing that the Washington Post forgot to pack in here is that this woman, Ms. Everett, has one leg, and she recently was a trial uh, for the Elon Musk Neuralink brain chip, which she had implanted in her head, and it helps her walk. I mean, that would top off. <laughs> that would top off this story, would it not, ladies and gentlemen? All right, all right. Let's continue. It goes on to say, if you just learned about guaranteed income in the past few years, chances are it was from the presidential campaign of Andrew Yang, who got a lot of attention for his proposal that the government offer $1,000 monthly payments to all Americans. And as we know, Andrew uh, Yang was backed by Elon Musk when he was running for president, because Elon Musk, I'll show you, is a big fan of universal basic income. And so back in, uh, what was it, 20... 18, I think, 2018 or 2019, I went to Politicon. It was a big political conference, uh, Leans Left, in uh, Nashville. And I was covering it with Douglas Ducote, whose show I was producing at the time. And so Doug and his wife and myself and my ex-stepson and Chrissy Piccolo, who I've had on the show, we went there. And Andrew Yang was a big deal at this conference. And so we interviewed a lot of young kids. And they were like, yes, we love this idea of universal basic income. Yeah, Andrew Yang is going to give us $1,000. And I said to them, how old are you? I'm 19. I'm in college for a programmer. I said, what is $1,000 going to do for you? I mean, today as a college student, it could do a lot, but what happens tomorrow when you're on your own? And that $1,000 you're taking, what is it in exchange for? Your soul? Your very humanity? You know, it was quite interesting seeing all these kids get excited about this. It goes on to say, but versions of this concept had been circulating for decades among academics and progressive activists. Oh, the wonderful progressives that were leading the eugenics movement uh, from the late 1800s to the mid-1930s. Which, by the way, by the way, I'm not going to put this in the show today, but someone had sent me a video from Canada And they're talking about actually being able to murder a child up to one years old if it turns out they have any physical or mental disabilities. So as it's called MAID, M-A-I-D, I I forget what it stands for. So I said, eugenics never ended with the death of Adolf Hitler, as the historians would like you to believe. It's alive and well in the form of transhumanism, abortion, and now MAID. So you can kill a child up to one year if it develops any mental or physical disabilities. That's really cute, folks. Really cute. Wonderful world we live in. goes on to say, and as the country shut down in the early days of the pandemic, the conditions appeared ripe to try something new, something radical. Pilot programs launched in Los Angeles, in New Orleans, in Denver, but also in historically less progressive cities like Birmingham, Alabama, Columbia, South Carolina, and Gainesville, Florida. In March 2020, even a vast majority of congressional Republicans backed a $2 trillion stimulus bill that included unconditional cash payments for tens of millions of Americans. 
See, I told you, folks, the stimulus check was universal basic income. That's the kind of stuff you could pull out of here from the Washington Post, the truth, the actual truth, and the Republicans were behind that as well. So I told you, Republicans and Democrats, it makes no difference. The country continues to move in one direction. And let me just point out to you, the first part of that article describing that woman, Miss Everett, the the star of this... That is 100% pure propaganda. You see how they covered every aspect from tithing to her church to drinking a uh, frappuccino, caramel frappuccino. They have all these details in there. It's like telling a joke on stage as a comedian. You hit on all these different elements in the setup to create buy-in from the audience because within the audience, there's going to be someone who drinks caramel frappuccino, someone who wears a puffer jacket, someone who loves Tesla, someone who uh, you know goes to church and tithes. So it hits every single person that's reading this. It'll hit them in their own ways. Those are just triggers for the personalized choose-your-own-adventure feedback loops I've talked about in the past. So that was written specifically as Uh, propaganda to draw the reader in goes on to say since then the mayors for a guaranteed income coalition which drew out of seed has swelled to more than 90 members in three dozen programs a 15 million dollar donation from twitter co-founder jack dorsey helped fund many of the pilots and yeah i did a lot of research into the pilots that jack dorsey was funding so i was twitter co-founder uh yeah because jack dorsey really wants to help people and remember folks the progressives that are all about murdering people forced sterilizations putting people in asylums uh forced breeding yeah those same progressives now care about about people right they want you to be able to kill your child up to one year after it's born they want you to be able to have an abortion up till the day of the birth and kill it on the operating table if it comes out alive are the same people that are so concerned with giving everyone 500 or a thousand dollars a month to help them live better lives you have to be kidding yourself if you buy into this seriously these are sick demented anti-human freaks is what they are They are buying your freedom, your liberty, and your prosperity. They are buying your human autonomy, all right, forcing you into a life of eternal poverty and slavery to the system, to the state, in exchange for universal basic income, just like they've done to the people over the years with welfare. They got them hooked on it. They pay them to stay poor. They pay them to stay poor and to stay slaves to the system, living in a government house, buying groceries with government EBT cards. This is disgusting what these people are doing. They are anti-human. They are dehumanizing people, which all plays into the engineering of humanity out of existence. They are breaking people. They are destroying them. All right, let's continue. It says, now, though as the country emerges from the pandemic, the guaranteed income movement sits at a crossroads. The pilot programs have created scores of stories like Everett's about how a small amount of money led to massive change in a recipient's life. And a growing body of research based on the experiments shows that guaranteed income works. Oh, yeah, experiments. That it pulls people out of poverty, improves health outcomes, and makes it easier for people to find jobs and take care of their children they're such liars folks they're such liars go through the research 
Giving somebody $500 a month extra does not pull them out of poverty. This is such a lie. The whole point of universal basic income is to pay people to stay poor. Andrew Yang's whole entire presidential run was about paying you to make up for the robots and the artificial intelligence taking your job. He was saying, this is inevitable, so we're going to pay you to shut up until, until what? When they don't need you anymore. What do you think is going to happen to you when they don't need you anymore? Look at the eugenics programs. Folks, everything I do on this show on the Dust and Gold Standard has a purpose. There is a method to my madness. I know sometimes I come across like I have ADHD, but that's because I'm trying to connect so many dots for you, so many moving parts. There's like a hundred puzzles sitting on my desk, but all the puzzles actually can go together and become one giant puzzle. Think about what we talked about coming out of the eugenics programs of the late 1800s to the mid-1930s, what the progressive era economists were doing, the eugenicists, the anti-humans. They were putting policies into place. We learned about... Um, minimum wage. The whole purpose of the minimum wage laws when it came into effect in this country was to drive lower end workers out of the workforce, forcing employers to say, wait a minute, Dustin or Mike or Maria or Jim are not good enough to work here and I'm not going to pay them whatever it be, $5 minimum wage. So I'm going to fire them. And then as soon as you were fired, they could deem you to be unemployable, which then moved you into the category of unfit, which moved you into the category of feeble-minded. And then they would either sterilize you, force you into a concentration camp asylum, or as Tausig, this professor out of Harvard wanted to do, was throw a chloroform rag over your mouth and kill you yeah yeah the same people are running and pushing this universal basic income they are saying like andrew yang we are forcing you out of the workforce with artificial intelligence and ai so we're going to pay you to stay out of the system until what point folks until they decide to put a chloroform rag over your face come on ladies and gentlemen Spread the word. Wake people up to this. This is all orchestrated. I know it's complicated. That's why people like my father, people that are decent, that are generally good-hearted people, cannot grasp this. They cannot understand the level of evil that is actually out there. And if you have to go more than two layers deep in the onion, they just can't grasp the story. It's hard to understand this. It is complicated. It's complicated because there are millions of people working on the social engineering every single day. Look at the documents that Wide Awake Jim found on the climate hustle. Tens of thousands of pages. Look at the documents I pulled up on the origins of Technocracy Incorporated. Thousands of pages. Look at all these CBDC white papers I'm finding. Thousands of pages. This stuff is deep. It's not easy to explain to people. But it is real. It is coming. It is orchestrated. And it says right here, if empirical evidence ruled the world, guaranteed income would be available to every poor person in America. And many of those people would no longer be poor. That's a complete and total lie. That's what they said about welfare for years. If we give it to people, it will pull them out of poverty. Poverty has only increased since those programs started because they are paying people to stay 
poor. They are breeding generational poverty. They give you just enough, just enough to get by. No one is saving that. No one is building wealth. And if you can just get by and you could just get used to living inside of your Section 8 apartment and just get used to using your free bus coupons to get on the bus and just get used to eating Twinkies and cornflakes and just get used to being able to stay at home and do nothing all day, then that's what you accept. That's what you accept. You are no different than a slave. You're a slave to the state, the same as a slave on a plantation. And if they breed that in generationally, if you were born into a slave plantation, and you wake up one day and you are just picking cotton on the farm and being whipped by some cracker master. You don't know any different. You don't know what is outside the walls of the plantation. Just like they tell us the people in North Korea don't know what is outside the walls of the hermit nation. They don't have access to the internet. They don't have access to see what's outside. That's what we're in, folks. If you're born into the technocracy, you do not know any different. It's only people like myself and like you and Mike Moore and Maria and Jim and Legal Man that have whatever this DNA is that's running through us that makes us like Neo in the Matrix. We know something is wrong. We can feel that something is wrong. And so we go do the research like we're doing today and we figure figure out what exactly it is and this is the agent smiths and the robots and the artificial intelligence sitting here programming this matrix prison planet around us and many people just can't wake up to it but folks this is what we're in this is what they think of us they're gearing this up universal basic income rolled out in the form of central bank digital currency programmed so guess what this everett lady when she's on it she won't be able to buy a caramel frappuccino because there is no freedom inside of the technate as was admitted to over a hundred years ago in the original documents on technocracy and technocracy incorporated ladies and gentlemen i'll be right back this is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold my name is dustin gold all right folks if you haven't done so please leave us a five-star review at apple podcasts and a comment i love the comments folks i think we're at 84 we were up to 90 and somehow Apple, they, they go and they scale them back. Every time we reach a certain level, they pull some away. So we're at 84. I'd like to get to 100, folks. There's thousands of you listening. So please do that, ladies and gentlemen. Check us out at pain.tv slash gold. You get the ad-free video version of this podcast, as well as the Thomas Payne podcast. And on the video, obviously, you can see all the articles and everything I'm pulling up. And then uh, if you'd like to leave a donation, please do so at donorbox.org slash Dustin Gold Show. And we'll be launching a little website soon with the links to all this stuff um, so that you can get there easily, ladies and gentlemen. Links to everything is in the description below the podcast, as always. All right, let's continue here. 
on this Washington Post article on universal basic income. It says, but empirical evidence, okay, and so where we left off, ladies and gentlemen, we were talking about uh, if empirical evidence ruled the world, guaranteed income would be available to every poor person in America, and many of those people would no longer be poor, which is a complete and total lie. It goes on to say, but empirical evidence does not rule the world, and it is far from clear that there is a political path forward for guaranteed income on a large scale. The city-level experiments cannot last forever. Stockton's lapsed in early 2021, a few months after Tubbs lost his re-election bid to a Republican successor who showed no interest in trying to keep seed going. On Capitol Hill, too, political momentum for handing out cash has waned. At the end of 2021, an extension of the expanded child tax credit, which was seen by many advocates as a key stepping stone to guaranteed income, was blocked by a Democrat representing the state with the sixth highest poverty rate in the country. And I'm telling you, folks, it's I'm not going to break it all down right now, but it's happening. This is all happening. They get people used to it, and then they take it away, and then that ends up setting the stage for introducing full-blown UBI under a central bank digital currency, all right? So it's, it's just problem-reaction-solution loops over and over and over again. Early in the pandemic, some in the guaranteed income movement had begun to whisper about accelerating the timeline for taking their efforts nationwide. America's most progressive social policies have always grown out of economic crises. I'll go back to that in a second. So maybe COVID would bring about a guaranteed income policy in the next few years, right? So it says America's most progressive social policies have always grown out of economic crises. So I went into in the past, the the, uh, panic of 1893, we went into the Great Depression, uh, Panic of 1893 inspired a lot of the technocracy movement, the uh, eugenics movement, and then as we move into the Great Depression, obviously we get out of that. The New Deal, which I showed you, the New Deal was tied into the uh, technocrats and ushering in the Social Security system, tagging people with a Social Security number. That was all part of the technocracy movement. So they do move this stuff out of these crises, and right now, what have we have going on? We have this orchestrated collapse from COVID land, the high school theater production, uh, coupled with this orchestrated inflation, orchestrated collapse of the supply chains, all orchestrated because they're moving us further into technocracy. As you know, as you realize, the answers to all of the problems created by technology, and you could go all the way back to the industrial era and the industrial boom and then the technocrats saying well the industrial era that we created the scientists the engineers created led to all of this unemployment and so the only way to fix the solution is to give all the power to the scientists the engineers and the technologists and let us manage the whole system under a full-blown technocracy and that we will lift people up out of they weren't saying poverty at the time but out of desperation because then they will basically become war of the state and the state will feed them and clothe them and so no one will be suffering so as you see today it's no different the answer to the problems caused by technology is always more technology the answers to the slavery that people are living under is more slavery this is how they further drive people into the slave state goes on to say but the failure of the expanded federal uh 
uh, child tax credit diminished some of that optimism. Many of those same advocates are now looking toward the long game. Quote, you have to be willing to fight for something to the end, end quote, says Baltimore Mayor Brandon Scott, who recently launched a guaranteed income experiment. Quote, even if it doesn't happen, even if you only push it a few feet further, even if it means that you die doing it, end quote. Without a radical solution, like, say, giving people money with no strings attached, America will continue to be the home to one of the worst rates of income inequality of any rich nation in the world. But, of course, they always claim there's income inequality, but it's always the rich, wealthy elites that are the ones trying to launch these programs to help level the playing field, right? Because they love you. They love you, folks. These people love you. Goes on to say, and from city to city, there is massive energy and momentum to keep expanding this experiment. But true believers also harbor a sense of anxiety about what the future holds. Quote, I'm worried, end quote, says Sean Klein, the associate director of Stanford University's Basic Income Lab, quote, that these guaranteed income demonstrations are going to sunset and then it's just going to go quiet, end quote. Right? Right, folks? Experiments going on all over the place. Social engineering goes on to say, for as long as America has had a poverty problem, which is to say for its entire history, a small group of dreamers has proposed guaranteed income as a solution. The idea dates to the year the country was founded. Thomas Paine, not Mike Moore, proposed the type of basic income in his 1776 pamphlet, quote, Common Sense, end quote. In the mid-20th century, it gained traction among black American thinkers. In 1966, the Black Panthers' 10-point program demanded, quote, uh, employment or a guaranteed income, end quote, for everyone. A year later, the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. wrote in his book, quote, where do we go from here, chaos or community, end quote, that government aid programs all have a, quote, common failing. They are indirect. Each seeks to solve poverty by first solving something else. I am now convinced that the simplest approach will prove to be the most effective. The solution to poverty is to abolish it directly by a now widely discussed measure, the guaranteed income, end quote. Now, let me just ask you guys a question. In the current system we live in, going back 100 years, the way the monetary system works and the tax system works, let's say going back to 1913 with the Federal Reserve, where does the guaranteed income come from? I mean, do we print money on trees would be the question people like my father would ask. What, do we print money on trees? Yeah, well, actually we do. It's not real. The money we print is not real. It just adds to the debt pile that's loaded onto the backs of our great-great-great-great-grandchildren that become debt slaves to the system, right? So instead of chateau slaves, they become debt slaves, which is actually going to be talked about in the movie that Legal Man is starring in called Mr. Jones Plantation. I can't wait for that to come out. We'll hopefully be able to do an airing over at pain.tv slash gold. So if they're going to, through all these times throughout history, give away free money, all they're doing is adding to debt that gets strapped onto the backs of your children, your grandchildren, and great-great-great-grandchildren. And it will be the same in central bank digital currency because as they mint the tokens, the same as printing a dollar bill, it still creates a debt column. All right, so it's all a giant scam operation claiming that you're going to pay everyone welfare off of money that's going to create a debt pile 
It's, it's a scam. Where does it come from? Okay, you can say, well, it comes from taxes. All right, so I go to work, let's say, and I make, I don't know, let's just say $1,000 a week. I make $52,000 a year. You're going to tax me, let's say, I don't know, 20%, right? So you're going to take about uh, $10,000 a year from me, uh, $10,400. And now you're going to redistribute that to other people getting universal basic income, but I'm getting universal basic income. So you're taking my money in the form of tax and giving it back to me? Uh, That doesn't even make sense, folks. And there's not enough people in the system working, so it creates debt because they're not bringing in enough taxes. Plus, they still have to pay for the rest of government. It creates debt. What do we spend now? Three and a half trillion dollars a year over what we supposedly take in through taxes and fees. This is why we're 30-something trillion dollars in debt with 300 trillion dollars in unfunded liabilities. It's a scam. The whole thing is a scam. It's a scam, and most people just don't understand it. Goes on to say, the first, and let me point this out too. So, what they're talking about there uh, in that paragraph was about finding solutions that don't solve the problem. That would be retraining people for new careers, sending them to college, whatever that may be. Yeah, that's not necessarily the solution either. But I'm telling you, the solution is definitely not adding more technology to the mix, adding more automation, more artificial intelligence, more robots to the mix. That's not going to solve the problem. And universal basic income attached to central bank digital currency is definitely not going to solve the problem. It goes on to say the first official proposal for a federal basic income program, though, came not from a, a paragon of progressivism, but from Richard Nixon. In 1969, Nixon introduced the Family Assistance Plan, which would have provided additional cash to poor families through a negative income tax, cutting checks to the poorest Americans instead of them paying the government. Uh, You see how how complicated this is? Of $1,600, about $13,000 today for a family of four. So now, instead of taxing them, you're going to give them a check. How about you get rid of the Federal Reserve, the IRS, and the income tax altogether? How about we start there? It goes on to say the proposal was motivated by Nixon's desire to replace the welfare system, which was unpopular with white blue-collar voters, but it never made it out of the Senate Finance Committee. All right? So this was to replace welfare. So I'm going to replace welfare by giving people welfare? Are just rebranding it, kind of like MK Ultra being rebranded, kind of like eugenics being rebranded, like technocracy being rebranded. It's just rebranding, ladies and gentlemen, just rebranding. It goes on to say many skeptical politicians and voters feared that giving people cash would allow them to quit their jobs, stop looking for work or work less. Around the same time, a series of negative income tax experiments benefiting about 7,500 people in six states appeared to confirm those concerns in seattle and denver where the two largest programs took place married men worked an average of seven percent fewer hours after three years of the program while married and single women worked about 17 percent fewer hours and while researchers didn't look at any other measures of stability whether participants were more likely to seek medical care for example or whether their children missed fewer days of school they did observe a modest increase in the divorce rate 
Those two factors were enough to destroy widespread interest in guaranteed income experiments for several decades. See, so they introduce these programs, they create a series of problems, and then they provoke reactions, and then they introduce solutions, and then they create a whole nother series of problems. We're going to work through this, folks, because there's a lot of problems to uncover here. I'm doing this again because I'm going to show you how this is going to tie right into the CBDC, Universal Basic Income, that is on the horizon. And we have plenty of information to prove that, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 